Hello, everybody. This is the Creepy Cassie Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Gaskell. Today, we're going to be telling you one of the scary, some of the scariest stories you'll hear. The one, the only creepy pasta. Now, creepy pasta has a bunch of spookiness. Now, without further ado, let's get started. First, we're gonna stop. Start with Andy ninety six typing. Andy ninety six, you awake, McDavy. No, guess you're not either. Any 96, can't, it's the wind, sounds like cat fighting, what's your excuse? McDavy studying, 90, Andy 96, so that's what they call a porn now? I can't believe I just said that. McDavy, Andy, WTF, Andy, not denying it. McDavy, <laughs> I still can't believe what Johnny did today. Annie, me neither. The boy has issues. Annie TWTF, the wind is so loud. Doesn't even seem normal. LOL. McDavy. No wind over here, just rain. Not Annie 96. Look at you. I just need my beauty sleep. McDavy, dang right you do. Annie, Annie 96. What do you mean? I look. Annie 96, S-word, I think I heard footsteps in the gravel outside. McDavy, get your crazy dad to check it out. I'm home alone. The fam are on holiday, remember? I told you this. McDavy, ready, really, till when? We should hang out. Annie 96, but there really sounds like footsteps. There's something odd about him. I should look out the window, but my bed is so warm. McDavy, sure you want to look out the window when you're alone? What if there really is someone in your garden looking up at you? Any 96. Not funny, David. McDavid, whoa, chill. I'm sure it's nothing. Any 96, gonna check. BRB, or in other words, be right back. McDavy, if there's someone strange in, if there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? David, there's someone in the garden. What, McDavy, what, really? Any, yes, I really see a man's back. McDavy, what's he doing? Annie, he's looking for something on his hands and his knees in the bushes. McDavy, hi, he must be a hi. Probably looking for his drugs. Annie 96, David, this is serious. What should I do? McDavy, nothing. He'll probably go away by himself. Annie 96, OMG, he's digging with his bare hands. He's ruining the garden. Annie 96, crap, he's turning around. McDavy, what does he look like? David? WTF, this isn't funny. McDavy, what? Annie, how are you doing that? McDavy, what are you talking about? Annie, I can see you in my garden. How are you riding there without touching your phone? Look up. I'm by the window. Can't you hear me banging on it? McDavy, 
Effort, Annie. Now you're scaring me too. It's definitely not. I'm definitely not in your garden. It's not me. Annie, ninety-six. Stop playing around. I see your face. You're wearing that stupid football jacket you're so proud of. McDavid, it must be someone who looks like me. And honestly, Annie, I'm I'm at home. I wouldn't play around like that. Annie, ninety-six. Has to be a friend of yours, David. Playing a sick prank. How on earth would he be wearing your jacket? McDavid, there's lots of jackets. Um, that like that. I, my friends don't look anything like me. You just have me on your mind. Annie, he's digging again. Annie, freaking leave already. McDavid, Annie, do you have a gun in your house? Annie, don't be stupid, David. I couldn't show it to anybody. McDavid, you don't have to use it to show it that you're carrying. Doesn't that, Annie, doesn't that jacket have your name on the back? McDavid, yeah, the team's got all one with their name on. Annie, I can see your freaking name. McDavid, what? Annie, what the heck is this, David? McDavy, Annie, the jacket's in my closet. Annie, F-word, he sees me. Annie, why is he smiling like that? He's coming. McDavy, call the cops. McDavy, Annie, Annie, pick up. I called the cops, told them there's a break-in attempt at your place. They said they're on their way, but it take, it'll take about half an hour. Annie, are you there? Annie, he's in. It's in the house. Can't talk. I have to be quiet. Lights off. I'm in the cl- I'm in the closet with a knife. Hard to type. Shaking too much. McDavid. F F F. Hang in there, Annie. The police will be there in twenty minutes. Do you know where? Do you know where he is? Annie. It. Not he. The look he had when he saw me, David. No person could look like that. McDavid. Jesus Christ. Does he know, does it know where you are? Annie, no. I grabbed the knife when I saw him running towards the house. Got in the closet when I heard it breaking in. McDavid, okay, good. You'll be fine. A druggie doesn't have the brains to find someone hiding in the closet. The police will be in there soon. Oh, God, he's calling out to me. He doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like you. David, the voice is so deep, filling the house, filling my head. McDavid, what's it saying? Annie, come out, Annie. I just want to look at you. Keeps repeating that over and over. I have, have I gone mad, David? Is this what it feels like? McDavid, just 10 more minutes, Annie. Keep it together. You're, you're so strong and, get, and can get through this. Is coming up the stairs, but so slowly, Inigar steps. Why does it look like you, David? Why you? You know what, guys? I'm going to stay in here because I'm scared. I'm getting spooked, guys, so I'm going to stay in here. Son, could you, can I turn that down a little bit? Just a little bit? There. Wait, you want me to turn it back up? Yes. All right. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, son. I'm just getting spooked. So anyways, 
Make Davy, I don't know Annie. Please believe me. Annie, can you make it stop? Annie, please make it stop. Make Davy, how, how, if I would, I could. I promise you. It's at the end of the hall, Annie said. Annie, I'm making a podcast. I, David, I didn't say anything to my parents when they left. I was listening to music. That's the last time I see them. Is that the last time I see them? McDavid, Annie? Annie, it has to be something to do with you, David. Only you can make it stop. Think fast. I don't know, Annie. God, please. Annie, please. McDavid, it might be because I think about you so much. I think about you all the time. Annie, so stop. McDavy, I don't know how. Mate, Annie, it's scraping something on the walls and on the walls. The walls are get the walls. The walls getting closer. Please, David. Annie, it stopped. I can't hear anything. McDavy, really? Don't go out yet. Stay put until the police get there. Annie, what should I tell him if he's gone? McDavy, everything, Annie, everything you told me. I didn't know that you felt like that about me, David. McDavy, I am so glad it stopped. Annie, can you just come over this in the morning, David? I really need to see you. Of course, Annie, I'll be there. Great, can't wait, Annie. Annie, how do I know this is you? Annie 96 came offline. I'm scared. Well, guys, that was Annie 96 typing. Squidward suicide. Our next tale is about a boy who works at Nickelodeon, but I just want to start off by saying, if you want an answer at the end, prepare to be disappointed. There just isn't one. I was an intern at Nickelodeon Studios for a year and 25 of my degree in animation. It wasn't paid, of course. Most internships aren't, but it did have some perks. Beyond education, to adults it might not seem like a big one, but to most kids, the time would SHIT themselves over it. Now, since I work directly with editors and animators, I got to view the new—I got to view the new episodes days before they are, they aired. I—I'll get right to it without giving too many unnecessary details. They very recently made made the SpongeBob movie, and the entire staff was somewhat snapped of creativity, so it took longer to start up the season. But the delay lasted longer for more upsetting reasons. There was a problem with the series for f- series four premiere that set everything, everyone, and everything back for several months. Me and two and Earth were the 
in the editing room, along with the lead animators and the sound editors for the final cut, we received the copy that was supposed to be Fear of the Krabby Patty, and they gathered around the screen to watch. Now, given that it's not final yet, animators often put up a mock title card, sort of an inside joke for us, with phony, oftentimes lewd titles, such as How Sex Doesn't Work, instead of Rockabye Bill Bivive, when SpongeBob and Patrick adopt a sea scallop. Nothing particularly funny, but works, but work-related chuckles. So when we saw the little title card, Squidward's Suicide, we didn't think of it more than a morbid joke. One of the interns did a small throat laugh at, at it. The happy-go-lucky lucky music plays as a norm, at, as is normal. The story began with Squidward practicing his clarinet, hitting a few sour notes like normal. When we hear Spongebob laughing outside of Squidward, and Squidward stops yelling at them to keep it down as he has a concert that night and needs a practice. Spongebob says okay and goes to see Sandy with Patrick. The bubble splash screen comes up and then we see the ending of Squidward's concert. When This is when things begin to seem off. While playing, the few frames repeat themselves. But the sound doesn't... At this point, the sound is synced up with animation. So, yes, that's not common. But when he stops playing, the sound finishes as if the skips never happened. There's a slight murmuring, murmuring in the crowd before they begin to boo him. Not normal for cartoon booing is common in the show. You can find clearly here malance in it. Squidward's in full frame and looks visibly afraid. The shot goes through the crowd with Spongebob in the center frame, and he, is too, he too is booing, very much unlike him. This isn't the oddest thing, though. What is odd is everyone has hyper-realistic eyes, very detailed, clearly not shots of real people's eyes, but something a little bit more real than CGI. The pupils were red. Some of us looked at each other, obviously confused. But since we weren't the writers, we didn't question the appeal to children yet. The shot goes of Squidward sitting at the edge of the bed, um, looking very full in. The view out of his port- porthole window is a s- night sky, so it isn't very long after the concert. The unsettling part is at this point there's no sound. Literally, no sound. Not even the feedback from the speakers in the room as if the speakers were turned off, though the status showed them working perfectly. He just sat there, blinking, in silence for about 30 seconds. Then he started to sob softly. He put his hands, tentacles, over his eyes and cried quietly for a full minute more. And all the while, a sound in the background, very slowly, is growing from nothing to barely audible, sounding like a slight breeze through the forest. Um, the screen slowly begins to zoom on his face, in on his face. By slow, I mean it's noticeable that you look 
at shots 10 seconds apart from side by side. His sobbing gets louder, more, more full of hurt and anger. The screen then twitches a bit as if it twists on itself for a split second. Then back to normal, the wind through the trees sound gets very slowly louder and more severe, as if a storm is brewing somewhere. And the eerie part is this sound, and Squidward's sobbing sounded real, as if the sound wasn't coming from the speakers, but as if the speakers were holes the sound was coming through from the other side. As reason, as good as a sound as the studio likes to have. They don't purchase the equipment, but have be to have good produced sound in that quality. One minute. Below the sound, the wind and sobbing. The wind and the sobbing. Very faint, something sounded like laughing. It came at odd intervals and never lasted more than a second, so you had the hard time pinning it. We watched the show twice. So part of me of things sound too specific, but I've had a hard time to think about them. Okay. I'm sorry. We watched the show twice, so part of me, if the sound's too specific, but I've had a hard time to think about. I've had time to think about them. After 30 seconds of this, the screen blurred and twitched violently as something flashed over the screen, as if a single frame was replaced. The lead animation editor paused and rewound frame by frame as we saw... What we saw was horrible. It was still a photo of a dead child. He couldn't have been more than six. His face was mangled and blooded. One eye dangling over his unturned face popped. He was naked down to his underwear. His stomach crudely cut open and his entrails laying beside him. He was laying on some pavement that was probably a road. The most upsetting part was that the shadow of the photographer, there was no crime tape, no evidence, tags, or markers, and the angle was completely off of the shot designed to be evidence. It would seem that the photographer was the person responsible for the child's death. Spooky. We were, of course, mortified, but pressed on, hoping that it was just a sick joke. One minute, guys. What do y'all think about this so far? I'm creeped out. I never get scared. Except in creepy pastas, because, like, they're creepy. That's why they're called creepy pastas. Oh, that was so creepy, guys. I gotta stall off for a minute because I'm making a note. I'm gonna. Copy this, paste this, I meant. 
Um, the screen flipped back to Squidward, still sobbing, louder than before, his hot body in frame. There was not what appeared to be blood running down his face from his eyes. The blood was also done in a hyper-realistic style. Looking as if you touched it, you'd get blood on your fingers. The wind sounded now as if there was a gale blowing, gale blowing through the forest. There were even snapping sounds of branches. The laughing now a deep bod run, lasting, lasting as longer intervals are coming more frequently. One minute. Coming more frequently. After about 20 seconds, the screen again twisted and showed a single frame photo. The editor was reluctant to go back. We all were, but he knew he had to. This time, the photo was that of what appeared to be a little girl, no older than the first child. She was laying on her stomach, her, her berries, a pool of blood next to her. Her left eye was too popped out and popped, naked except for underpants. Her entrails were piled up on top of above a num- another crude cut along her back. Again, the body was on the street and the photographer's shadow was visible, very similar to the size and shape to the first. I had to choke back vomit and one intern. The only female in this room ran out. The show resumed. About five seconds after the photo played, Squidward went silent, as did all sound, like it was a scene, like when the scene started. He put his tentacles down and his eyes were done with hyper-realism, like the others were in the beginning of the episode. They were bleeding, bloodshot, and pulsing. He just stared at the screen as if watching the viewer. About ten seconds, he started sobbing, this time not covering his eyes. The sound was piercing and loud, and most fear was just introducing all of the sobbing and will mix in with screams. Tears and blood were dripping down his face as a heavy rate. The wind sound came back, and so did the deep voice laughing. And this time, the still photo lasted for a good five frames. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait a minute. The animator was able to stop it on the fourth and backed up. This time, the photo was of a boy about the same age, but this time the scene was different. The entrails were just being pulled out in a stomach wound in a large hand. The right eye popped and dangled. The blood was trickling down it. The animator proceeded, and it was hard to believe, but the next one was different, but we couldn't tell what. He went on to the next. Same thing he wanted. He went back to the first and played quicker, and I lost it. I vomited on the floor, and the animating and the sound editors gasping at the scream. The five frames were not as if they were five different photos. They were played out as if the frames up for, from a video. We saw the hands slowly lift out from the guts. We saw the kid's eyes focus on it. We even saw two frames of the kid beginning to bleed. The lead sound editor told us to stop. He had to call the creator to see this. Mr. Hellenberg arrived in about 15 minutes. He was confused in why he called us. He was called down here. 
So the editor just continued the episode. Once there were a few frames were sold, all screaming, the sound again stopped. Squidward was just staring at the viewer, full frame of face. About three seconds, the shot quickly pained out of the deep voice that said, Do it. And then we see Squidward's hands. And Squidward hands a shotgun. He immediately puts the gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger. Realistic blood and brain matter splatters in the wall behind him. And his, and his bed, which he flies back with the force. <sighs> the last five seconds of the episode shows his body on the bed. And his side, the eye dangling on what's left of his head above his, the, above the floor, staring blankly at it. Then the episode ends. Mr. Hellenberg is obviously angry at this. He demanded to know what the hell is going on. Most people left the room at this point. So we left a handful of what of us to watch it again. Viewing the episode twice was served an imprint, imprint of entirely on my mind to cause me horrible nightmares. I'm sorry I stayed. The only theory we could think of is that the file the only theory we could think of is the file was edited by someone in the chain from the drawing studio here to here. The CTO was called in to analyze it happened. The analyze of the file did show the edited all by new material. However, the time stamp was a mere 24 seconds before we could begin viewing it. However, the time stamp was a mere 24 seconds before we could begin viewing it. I just said that. All equipment was involved in the exam for again software that has a well as glitches and the timestamp may have been glitched and shown at the wrong time, but everyone checked out fine. <sighs> we don't know what happened, and to this day, nobody does. There was an investigation due to the nature of the photos, but nothing came of it. No child seen was identified, and no clues were gathered from the data involved, nor physical clues were from the photos. I never believed the unexplainable phonia before, but now I have something happening and I can't prove anything about it. And the undeniable evidence. I might think twice about things. No. It's asking me to. Sh- it's asking me if I want to see it. Well. That was a long. Now, let's continue to our next one. I'm just kidding. Before we do that, I want to tell you about Scary Stories. Scary Stories is a podcast hosted by my best friend, Sarah. So, check out Scary Stories. The link will be in the description below. And let's continue. The next one is going to be Candle Cove. But first, we'll be right back. And then we'll come on with our spookiest tale yet. That is all the creepy Cassie for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, bye-bye.